Resuming. Weird. World. Order. Broadcast. Dynatherms connected. Initiating broadcast signal in... Gentlemen and knights of the Nerdled Order, this is the Nerdled Order broadcast. I am the man that you call Dukes, and to my right, it's all about the Booyah, what's up? It's your boy Joe, baby. And to my other, other right, weighing in at 178 Adamant and filled pounds coming straight out of Krakoa, Alfonso X Men Flores. Stop, or my mom will shoot. And you so don't remember that, the movie, huh, Dukes? <laughs> no, I do. I do with that. Estelle Getty. Okay. Estelle Getty. Oh, dude. Yeah. Bro, bro, I haven't Rest even told, told everybody what we're talking about today. And Joe's already doubting my Sylvester Stallone movie catalog trivia. So, yeah, ladies, and gentlemen, and knights, if you haven't noticed by Alfonso's obscure reference to a movie that maybe five people watched, Joe was one of them, we are going to be discussing the top movies of sylvester stallone so uh strap in your seats and get ready for a nice road down memory lane overall what when sylvester stallone was at his height uh, what'd you guys think of him uh alfonso yeah man for me i mean slice Stallone. i mean he was just he was everywhere you know he, he was he was where it was at you know any movie that he made was going to be a, a box office killer you know it just he was he was one of those larger than life characters that they had in the eighties action star all the way you know um, the different thing was you know he always had like a little slow kind of dumb talk about him but he always had very insightful things to say you know so slice alone I mean man couldn't go wrong with his movies you know anytime they were in theater I was there I was never really a Sylvester Stallone fan because I'm one of those people who's like you either have to choose this or this I'm like a coke or pepsi guy like <laughs> I, you know so for me i was an arnold schwarzenegger fan so i mm -hmm. really didn't get in old sylvester Stallone movies but uh i want to say that the ones the far and few in between i caught up with sylvester stallone on vhs and dvd yeah. and and blu-ray and everything like that that's when i got in old sylvester stallone so i wasn't much of a fan but i've come around what about you joe i um I've always been a fan. I, I think it's dope because, you know, before Von Dom and um, Steven Seagal, there was Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, I like them both. To me, depends on my mood. Some days I feel like drinking Coke and some days I feel like drinking Pepsi. You know what I'm saying? It's just two different flavors. Whatever my mood is in the mood for. You know what I'm saying? Whatever my mood is in. Oh, yeah, brother. <laughs> so for me, like, I, I became a fan of his, you know, like when I live in Okinawa because – in Okinawa back in the day, and I want to say like 83, the movies on base were three years away, right? So when Return of the Jedi came out, you know, it was already like Empire Strikes Back years before that. Like when, when it came in the theater, it was brand new. So when Rocky Three came out in the movie theaters, it was um, new for me, but it was actually three years old. It's kind of crazy. You know when it when it came out, but you know I enjoyed the movie a lot, and I and I became a fan after that movie. 
Wow, that's crazy. Because I remember my dad worked at the movie theater and like we would get movies. Um, he worked on the base and we'd get movies like maybe a month, two months after they were out. So, man, you guys were even further behind, which is just wild. Yeah, it was like three years because I think uh, it was 83. It came out in 82. So I think about a year. I think it was like a year, a year behind in Okinawa, I want to say. Did you guys have to pay, or could you just like? Just walk nah, in? dude. Like my dad on the military base, you can, it was free, man. You just walk, walk in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You were just able to walk in, and I think uh, that year I watched that one, and then uh, Return of the Jedi. I remember going there watching that. Yeah. No, not Return of the Jedi. I take that back. I apologize. It was um, Empire Strikes Back, dude, because Return the of the Jedi had just hit the states, and we were watching Empire Strikes Back in a movie theater. Dude, back then there was no spoilers though, right? So, or, or no, did you, you guys like, no. oh, okay, that was cool, you know, like. Yeah, there was no, no spoilers at all, dude. I remember I seen Empire Strikes Back and I was like, man, I got to wait. Like, I'm thinking I got to wait like a long time. And then I remember going to, I think I was with my mom's friend's house, my mom and dad's. And I remember, you know, like a little kid, you'd be looking at stuff like, you know, when people, when you go back in the day, you go to their houses and they have like little VHS tapes or betas and, and you used to record a bunch of stuff and you'd write the name of the movies. And I, and I'd seen Return of the Jedi. I was like, yo, you have Return of the Jedi? And I think I was like maybe 10 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, but you know, the, the copy's not good. I was like, dude, can I watch it? I just got done watching the Empire Strikes Back. I want to watch the conclusion. So I watched the bootleg. And you remember back in our day, them bootlegs weren't weren't good at all. But you know, hey, I got to see it. Yeah. You know? So yeah, that that was the most important thing, bro. It was like the bootlegs were yeah. like someone had their camcorder like set up in a in a movie theater. You'd see people <laughs> walk by. It was all good though. You got to see your movie. And dude, the camcorders ain't like handheld devices. You had to set that sucker on your back. <laughs> you know, on your on your shoulder. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it just sat there. Kind of like how big radios. People used to put radios on their on their shoulders and walk around. I would hate to do that. I don't even like to walk around with a backpack on sometimes, bro. And these fools were walking around with some, you know, big old radios on their shoulders. Yeah. Crazy how much technology has changed our ability to like just enjoy whether it be regular stuff or bootleg. You know, it's changed everything. Alfonso, uh, let's see here. We're all talking about our top three. Right. Alfonso's Alfonso's got all the trivia, all the information. <laughs> so, uh, what do we need to know? What do you want us to know about Sylvester Stallone? Well, Sylvester Stallone is now seventy-seven years old. All right, I was looking this up. He was born in 1946, right? I wanted to do the math, and I typed in 1964 because 1946 just did not – it didn't register with me. And I'm like, no, he's 64, but no, that would only make him 10 years old. No, he was born in 1946. I was watching a couple of TikToks before before we started here today, and they're, like, showing pictures of him in the in the 80s. And like, you know, they're, like, 80, 83, 85, and they're showing his age like he's, like, 30 or something. Oh, wait, wait, what? No. How? How was he that old back then? I'm like, well, because he's 77 now. I guess the math adds up. But whoa, yeah. it just blew me away because I mean, he, you know, always been in immaculate shape, right? Yeah, he looks a little plastic nowadays, but you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But you know, he's just it, it's he's been there for my life, you know. And, and 
this is one of the, those guys, like a lot of people didn't really take him too seriously for a long time because he was just this action star. But I, I can tell at this moment, just looking up and doing research on him, when he dies, it's going to impact me pretty hard. Yeah. Hey, I'm surprised because normally, like, you, you don't like older people making movies. You know, <laughs> he's too old to do that. He's too old to do this. <laughs> well, look, Danny Glover was too old for this stuff back when he was in his, what, 30s, late 30s, early 40s. He was too old for yeah. that 10 years ago, you know. But, um, yeah, no, I, I like older people. <laughs> I do. I do. It's just that some of these, these action movies, it, the main thing is I don't want them starting in new movies that there's going to be a franchise later because it's like, uh, you know, something happens. Now we got to get a new guy and he's not the same guy. And it's, you know, I want him young and I want him to be able to go through, take me through the journey with them if I make it, you know? <laughs> ah, Alfonso just doesn't like old people. It's not good. I mean, <laughs> everyone's got to have that one thing they dislike. And apparently, yeah. it's old people for Alfonso. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, he, <laughs> Secret Invasion with uh, Samuel Jackson, that didn't look too good. No. no. When he was just moving around. It, he looked like me moving around after I ran a route. <laughs> right? no. But you know what? He looked good in the Marvels, though. You know, he he did some action scenes. And he, it was did. Like, he did. He did. You know, man, you got to fix it in post. Yeah. You know what it is? Probably because he you have to do your film obligations, but he probably didn't enjoy it. But like I'm sure you two know this, but he's really good friends with Brie Larson. So yeah. I mean you get the I mean it'd be like us making a movie, dude. Like I, I make a movie by myself. I know it sucks, but they're paying me to do it. I gotta do it. You know, I'm gonna do the best that I can, but even though this movie know this movie sucks, and then you go hang out with your friends and you're making movies and get paid. Oh yeah, we're gonna have some fun, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it definitely changes everything. So Alfonso. Yes, sir. Why, why don't you give us uh, your number three? <laughs> My number three. All right, I'm going to paint a picture for you. All right? You've got a strange son. Uh, that happens. Something happens with the mom, this and that. All of a sudden, you know, you want it, You got to get your son back. And the only way you're going to get your son back is by arm wrestling for him. All right? Because you were a truck driver who arm wrestles on the circuit and you know, you're one of the top guys, right? And so what they do is they need you to throw the match. So what do they do? They kidnap your kid. It's such an 80s trope. They're going to kidnap your kid, and you got to arm wrestle to get custody back. So, I mean, that's it's a, it's it's fun. I, I always love – I'm sure I, I quoted this before in the movie where he's talking about – because he's always wearing that little trucker hat. And he's always like, you know, you know, sometimes when – when I when I when I get ready to arm wrestle, I gotta I gotta turn the cap around, and it's like it's like starting the engine of a of a semi truck, you know. You gotta get ready, and it just so yeah. Over the top was one of those movies. It was just it was over the top itself. I I enjoyed the heck out of it. It was it was you know it was great. It was just it was you know there wasn't a lot of fighting. There was some fighting in it, but mostly everything was settled with arm wrestling. You guys remember that movie at all? It actually that yes, I do remember that movie, and it made it into my top three as well. For me, I felt like when he turned the hat around, it was like he was engaging his superpower. Like I don't know what to compare it to. Like now, it's it's like his power up. You know, it's like it's like Goku <laughs> going Super Saiyan. I felt like when he turned that hat around, that was him going Super Saiyan. And even <laughs> dude, I remember when they had to put the strap on, get the strap. <laughs> like <laughs> they they found so many ways to take something as boring as 
arm wrestling and building a story around it. And I watched it on VHS, didn't watch it in the movie theaters, might have watched it on DVD, Blu-ray, I don't know. But I was just totally enthralled with the story. And it has so many just 80s tropes, but I there was no old, he, he wasn't trained by an old black guy how to arm wrestle in this one, was he? You know, if they did it right, he had to have been. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't recall. Unfortunately, I wanted I wanted to you know find this and watch it before the cast, but I was just yeah. like, you know, too busy with the kid today. Off. I think it isn't that Von Dam though. Von Dam yeah, does that. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That's a Von Dam thing where you know he's got the old black guy training him. Like Stallone, just he's just a lone wolf. No one trains him. He's just always or or there's some old white guy from his past that's like like in Jason Rambo. Chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but dude, I absolutely love that movie. Uh, like I said, when I look at it now, it was like him activating his superpower. And they found, like, I just remember there was that big guy and he had to arm wrestle him and he beat him. And even now I'm like, but how? You know? <laughs> but hey, it was it was cool. It was definitely a good movie. Uh, Joe. Wait, 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 I got a good analogy for that too. Okay. It was him popping his claws. Ah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> but you you know what dude that um even though that bootleg Hulk Hogan, you know, lost, <laughs> you know, and Schwarzenegger beat him, or not I mean um Sly beat him. There if you watch some um there's this like it's this they they when they do um arm wrestling competitions, and there's actually a small dude that went up against this big bodybuilder. And the big bodybuilder thought he was going to win, and this little dude just smashed him. So it's I want to say it's all in the wrists and the arms, maybe because you know. It doesn't matter what they look like. So I can see how someone like Sylvester Stallone's size can beat them. But, you know, the, the flipping of the hat thing, what's dope about it is um, there's a story about Michael Jordan. And, and there's there was these rumors about this dude talking smack about Michael. So he came the next day and lit him up. And they went and asked that dude. No one remembers his name. I can't remember his name. And the dude said, I never said anything about him. So sometimes they just do things. Michael Jordan is just that thing to get him hyped up to do, you know, to play well. Mentally, and I think that's part of that, you know, Sylvester Stallone flipping that hat thing, dude. When he flipped that hat thing, dude, I remember I used to wear hats as a kid, dude. I used to do that all the time, dude. Wear it backwards and stuff. It was just cool. It was like a transformation before the Transformers came out. Yeah, or was the Transformers out there? And I can't even remember. But I remember watching that movie at Man Theater. I remember watching it at Man Theater when it was open. Uh, but yeah, I enjoyed that movie. Like you know, like for me at the time, like. And those 80 movies, like in early 90s, dude, just the soundtrack to the movies were dope. And I remember I liked the soundtrack oh, yeah. to the movie because they would always have those those songs where you start hearing and you, you either you really feel for the character through the music. And uh-huh. I love the music in the movie. You know, you know, you know, it was sad. You know, his his wife's dying from cancer, and you know, the son doesn't doesn't like his dad, doesn't hang out with his dad. He's never been with him, he's a truck driver. And so the the mom wants to come in, or the her mom wants to come in and take take the kid, you know, because he can't raise the kid. And then you know they bond over a trip because you know the 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 mom that's dying said take him across country, spend some time with him, and then they grew to love each other. And it's kind of dope, dude, because you know like then the son gets all hopped up over the top, dad. You know what I mean? And then you you can't you can't forget like you know they have the hand and you know like you start like this and then he would go like this. <laughs> You know, and then I remember I used to do that too with my brother. I was like, "Yeah, you know, you felt like it was a certain edge, and it didn't do anything, but it was dope." You know what I mean? It it filled the movie, and you know, like it, it was it was pretty dope, dude. And you know, I like the movie a lot. 
And it was arm wrestling. I mean, it was a different type of movie back then, you know? Yeah. I wonder if they could make a movie about slap boxing. <laughs> well, you got to kick hey, You know what, dude? <laughs> I watched a pay per view one night. Shout out to Alex. Uh, he works with me, but he's like, watch this. It was like on, um, because you know, Rumble, they, they advertise it for free. And so, like, Dana White sponsors that. I can't remember the name of that show, Slap something. I can't remember the name of it. But I watched the pay-per-view, and I was like, man, dude, these dudes really be slapping hard, man. And they be getting all hyped up. So I can see them. They'd be able to make a movie like that, you know, because I think it would be kind of cool. I could see yeah. them doing that. You know, they'd be copying movies so much. It'd be something different. I feel like in the 80s and 90s, they're making everything. Dude, you made a movie about arm wrestling. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, they're making, let's make a movie about arm wrestling. Uh, let's make a movie about surfing, uh, boogie boarding, uh, skateboarding. And now I feel like it's the same kind of stuff that they keep making over and over and they keep recycling it, Marvel. You know, so I mean, hey. <laughs> you know, you're right. It Because I feel like whenever, even though arm wrestling wasn't like a, a huge fad, but like if skateboarding was popular, then they'd make a skateboarding movie. Surfing got popular, they'd make a surfing movie. Like, whatever was popular at the time, there'd be, like, a movie about it. Like, six months to a year after it was popular, they'd have a movie. But, Joe, you're right, man. Now it's like they don't want to take a chance, you know? So nothing's original right now. And don't forget about BMXing. You know, that movie Rad. Woo! Yeah. Best dance Dude, that was ever. a dope movie. <laughs> that was a dope movie. <laughs> when they were on the bikes, popping the wheelies. Just riding along, dancing on the bikes on one wheel. <laughs> it was like a love scene. It was like a slow song. It was it was bad. I loved it. I loved that movie. Yeah. Or wait, we forgot about rollerblading. There was never mind. <laughs> I digress. But you know, this made me. You, you brought up a lot of good points, Joe. It's like I totally forgot about all that stuff about that movie. Uh, that that was that was really fun. And then on top of it, Dukes, you're talking about going to the the movie theater and stuff. Man, I don't. I think I I don't think I went to the movie theater much when I was a kid. Like I'd go to drive-ins once in a while, and they generally showed like old, old movies. Um, I I do remember going to the the movie theater once because I was like, Dad, we gotta go see ET. We gotta go see ET. And my dad's like, All right, we'll go to the movies, kid. And we get there, and he takes me to see the best little warehouse in Texas. I'm like, Dad, really? And I'm like, I. <laughs> I always wanted to see Best Little Whorehouse in Texas because I assumed, you know, I was I was at that age where I my whole thing was I just want to see boobies. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to see that movie. Of course, I couldn't because you know my parents weren't going to take me to that. But I don't know if the promise was even delivered in that movie. You know, like no, no, that that would have changed me that day. I would have become a man. <laughs> but speaking of which, okay, so that was Dolly Parton and Burt Reynolds. Don't forget, Sylvester Stallone had a movie with Dolly Parton where she decided that she was going to change a cabbie. She goes, I can make anybody into a country singer. And she took a cabbie, Sylvester Stallone, and she made him into a country music star. It's called, what was that? Rhinestone. Oh, my stone. See, that's what I'm talking about, dude. They be making random stuff. <laughs> ah, let's just make a movie about a uh, uh, country singer turning a cab driver and a singer. And you know, you can't sing. Oh, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like yeah, yeah. This this like, everything was like brand new thoughts, dude. Let's just make something dope. You know what I mean? Let's see if it, let's just roll the dice and see what, you know, like, hey, we'll crack the egg and see if it comes out perfect. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Alfonso went deep into the uh, obscurity bin for that one. (laughs) 
So, Joe, what what's up? Your uh, what's your number three? Uh, my number three was um, Tango and Cash. I thought that was pretty good. It was like it had like um, Sylvester Stallone had um, Kurt Russell. I can't think of his name. Kurt Russell, and then also the girl that was in was it was it her that was in Lois and Clark? I think it was her when she was young. I can't remember her name. Terry Hatcher. Yeah, I want to say Terry Hatcher was um, Kurt Russell's sister, but it was like a you know like a standard eighties and nineties movie. Two cops that are their best in their precincts on the east and the west. They come in to try to get a big drug bust. They get busted because they got framed. They both in jail. They both get out of jail. They both go take down the big bad dude. They become friends in the end. So if our sister alone goes out with Kurt Russell's uh, sister, yeah, it's a, it's a good movie. That's that's the gist of it. I mean, those Apple movies, there's not much to it, dude. You know, it's just a lot of fighting, a lot of shooting. You can't go wrong with a buddy cop movie. You know, no. you get two big names like that, put them together. Like Kurt Russell, I'm not sure if at the time he would like, he popped out of the, the theater for a little bit, you know, and all of a sudden he's back with, with Sylvester Stallone and everybody's like, oh, mm-hmm. so 80s, you know, it was totally radical. Because I think it, did he do, uh, what was it, New York? What was it called? Escape New from New York. Escape, yeah. Yeah. Did he do that before or after? I believe so. I believe so. I think it was, was probably before, before, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, even Kurt Russell for that time was like a good actor in his sense, and I was like really like the first team up because with Arnold, you know, like same with Von Dom and Steven Seagal, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sly Stone, like it was like a competition thing. It was like we're not gonna do a movie together. Like I'm gonna be the king of the box office, and they were going back and forth. But how cool would that have been? For them to get it together sooner to make a movie, I think they would have made a lot of money, those two guys together. Instead, now they're together now, and it's kind of like the Pacquiao and Mayweather fight. <laughs> Everybody wanted them to fight when they were young, dude. By the time they started fighting, they were already old, and and, and the fight wasn't as good as it could have been if they it would have just they would have done it like many years before. And I feel like, you know, with expendables, even though you have Arnold in there and Sly, they're they're not the same cats. No. You know, it's funny that you bring them both up because I was thinking about earlier from for another movie I want to think of, but uh, it, I, I got confused. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was from Last Action Hero. And there's a scene in Last Action Hero where they're going through a blockbuster video and you see Sylvester Stallone as the Terminator. And I was like, oh, that was a really good callback right there. Throwback, you know. That is Which is funny because that movie bombed. Remember that movie bombed? I remember that was like when it was like, oh, that movie bombed. It wasn't good. <laughs> I was so disappointed when that movie bombed because I was a huge Schwarzenegger fan. There was a song from my favorite band, Anthrax, on the soundtrack. There was an ACDC song. I didn't care nothing about ACDC, but Anthrax was on there. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it just bombed. I was like, man, this sucks. I still watch it like four times in the theater, but, you know, it was a pretty bad movie. I don't know. I like that movie. <laughs> four <laughs> times, though. But, you know, when it was on HBO, you know how HBO would play it like, every other day and it's like i can't tell you how many times i've watched those movies like all these movies just because hbo would play them you know awesome you know non-stop mm-hmm. here and there so well you gotta remember like alan used to work at a movie theater so i think you're movie- so he was able to watch it at that crappy movie as many times as he wanted to <laughs> that is indeed what happened <laughs> yeah dude why was there never a tango and cash sequel because i remember that movie was popular when it came out 
mean, yeah, I you know what? It's just one of those movies that maybe it was too much money to get a sequel back then. Yeah, I would assume, you know, like they both, you know, they draw high paychecks and, you know, you probably had ones like, oh, I want to make more than him. And he's like, yeah, but I need to make more than him. You know, Kurt Russell's been acting since he was a little boy. He did like a bunch of old Disney movies. Wow. Um, what was uh, he did? Yeah, he did. Oh, my gosh. Can't even think of it. But yeah, he's he's been in a lot of really old movies. <laughs> Dang. Alfonso used all his phone data to research this uh <laughs> Episode, hey, man. did you know, like, um, you know, his son is in Monarch? The yeah. Legacy oh, really? yeah, I did not know yeah. that was Kurt Russell's son. He was, he yeah. was also in like, um, Winter Soldier. Um, uh, Winter Soldier. I did not know that was his son. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that they're going to be having his son play the younger version of the character. And he's, oh, yeah. It, the older yeah. Version. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You'll see in episode two. Yeah. Oh. Well, or episode one. Yeah. No. I don't yeah. Think it's I mean, one. you know, spoilers. Might have been. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, there's. I mean, he yeah, plays the same character. When you see him yeah. older, there's no spoiler. Yeah. He's just the older version. Cool. Yeah. yeah. It's dope. Yeah, it is because they do look so much alike that it's like you know it's a good way to do it. Right. Yeah. So Alfonso, did you get that information? Nice. Nah, Wi-Fi, not your. Data. It was. <laughs> I got my Wi-Fi. Yeah. No. Um. He, he started acting like early, early, early. So. Oh, okay. That's cool. all I got for you. <laughs> okay. Well, I think I think you got a number two. So what's your number two? Oh, number two. Who does number two work for? Um, let me see. What's a good? Let me see if I can think of a quick quote for. Um, oh, oh, oh. What's your What's your boggle, John Spartan? Yeah, Demolition Man. Demolition Man. That movie was so friggin' awesome. I loved it so much. Um, you know, you've got uh, what, what was it? Simon. Simon was the bad guy, Wesley Snipes. He was put on ice, and that's what they did with all the, you know, all the big bads. Rather than, rather than, you know, execute them, they because they wanted to be humane about it, they would just, you know, cryo freeze them. And there's some like, I don't know, some big guy that wants to get, you know, things started up. So he he thaws them out early. You know, they they bring him out, and he starts causing some ruckus. And then what do they do? They bring in the cop who they put on ice because he uses excessive force all the time. The only one that that could bring Simon down. And that was Sylvester Stallone as, what did I just say his name was? Uh, John Spartan, right? <laughs> and so John Spartan comes out. They bring him out of the cryo freeze. And he's like, well, I got to go t- hunt him down. Finds out how different the future is. You know, people no longer high five or hug or touch each other. You know, like uh, the there was a franchise wars, war, franchise wars for the... Uh, <laughs> for all the restaurants in the world in Taco Bell one. So all restaurants were Taco Bell. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of you, a lot of really cool things. They didn't have guns. Anytime you use any profanity, you would get a, a violation that you would have to pay. They didn't have toilet paper. They had three seashells. What do you guys know about the three seashells? Not I can much. tell you that those seashells will not help you a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, some somewhere there's like someone needs to explain the seashells, you know. Um, you know, for me, that's actually my number two as well. Nice. Not because I don't remember much about Sylvester Stallone movies, but it's one of the few movies that I felt like was like really original and creative, and he had like a cool villain. Yeah. You know, Wesley Snipes is always good at playing the crazy dude, but I felt like. <laughs> normally his the 
the villains weren't on the same level with him physically. And I felt like in this movie, like both, both, uh, you know, intellectually and also physically, they were on the same level, which was just awesome. Also, all the different ideas they came up with of what the future would look like, you know, a lot of jokes, uh, but I thought it was pretty cool the way that they did that and the whole cryogenic freezing thing, which I wouldn't remember if uh, Alfonso hadn't said that, but it's just really cool that I could see that happening. It actually makes a lot more sense. Like if you cryogenically freeze someone, then it's like, you're going to cut your cause significantly as far as, you know, compared to life in prison, but that's like, but, but eventually all the machines break. Like there's like a war or something and all the machines break. And then you have all the criminals running around and us, you know, <laughs> we don't want that. So yeah, yeah, definitely love the movie. I also put that at number two. Yeah, I think they would they would bring like prisoners out like every 20, 30 years or something, and they would they would plead their case and they'd see if they you know set them up for early release. So they still they still were able to you know plead their case and try to try to get early release or get back in the public. But the truth of the matter is, for them, it's like from one day to another. So it's like they don't have any time to reflect or learn anything from their mistakes. They just it's like taking a nap. Next thing you know, they're waking up and like, oh hey, yeah, no, I'm fine. Really, I'm done. <laughs> but, yeah, that that was cool the way uh, the way Stallone got to use the because uh, he needed you know he needed some toilet paper you know he, he could he didn't figure out how to use the three seashells nobody explained it to him so he just kept cussing and cussing and cussing get the getting the violations and he just oh hey now I guess I'm gonna wipe my butt with yeah <laughs> yeah you know what was dope too because again that's another team up like so Stallone was doing kind of like team ups low key but I don't know why he didn't do more back then. Because I don't know if you remember, like that um, year before those, a couple years before, he came out with New Jack City. Oh, no, yeah. Passenger 57, White Man Can't Jump, and then he did Dev Demolition Man. So, Wesley Snipes at the time was putting out some good, some good movies, mm -hmm. some good content. Yeah. And when when those two got together, you're like, whoa, Sylvester so Stallone and uh, Wesley Snipes are together? What? You know, and it, and it was dope. They even had Sandra Burlock in it, remember? Yeah. And then what, yeah. Dennis, was it Dennis Leary? I think it was Dennis no. Leary. It was... Uh, Joe Pesci? No, you sure it wasn't Dennis Leary, the comedian? No, I... He, he, was, the comedian. he would smoke a guys. cigarette. Oh, maybe it wasn't Dennis. No, it's not oh, Dennis Oh, yeah. Leary. Dennis Leary, right? I think so. I think he would... Yeah, I, I thought you were talking about the other cop. That was uh, Rob Schneider. No. No, you yeah. remember he was his whole stint was he'd smoke a cigarette and he'd yeah. go off on a tangent before right. Vince Vaughn started doing that. Because you know Vince Vaughn's gonna be doing that now. But he would go off like a little tangent where he was talking about stuff and it was kind of funny. But you know, stuff like that. And it was like it was a good movie, bro. Like Taco Bell in there, bro. See, that's probably why you need three seashells because you know, Taco <laughs> Bell, they be doing some damage on your stomach and your buttocks, you know, after you eat it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're probably gonna need more than three seashells, you know, even in the future for that. You are right, it was Dennis Leary. There's also Benjamin Bratt. I remember uh there's like a meme going around where somebody like draws like one of those like airplane like uh instruction list on what to do with the three seashells. Mm -hmm. Apparently, you're supposed to take two of the seashells, clamp it pull everything out and then you take the third one and you scrape off the sides that's you know <laughs> yeah i would have used some no. leaves but you know because no. dennis leary was hot remember he was on mtv yeah. oh yeah. he would have those little skits where commercial breaks and he would just start talking you know what we need to do we need to get the bombs <laughs> right he's always had a cigarette and he's like yeah he was always smoking a cigarette yeah i thought dennis leary was dope back in the day he yeah. was and that song yeah, the one we can't. 
<laughs> Mention the it's title. It's a good song, though. It's a good song. <laughs> trust me. Uh, what was I going to? Okay, got a couple of questions for you guys because I think I know the answer. Wesley Snipes was the Demolition Man, right? No, no, no. no. Salone was. They called him the Demolition Man because he would he would take everybody out and he would most likely destroy a lot of the city too. So he was just one of those cops. Okay, like well, like Chris Tucker. Right. You blew up half the city block. But there's still half left. <laughs> Well, that is my first wrong answer. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. I, I'm not going to ask another question because I'm wrong. Oh, come on. You have shoot. a question. Joe, what comes in at your number two? Uh, mine is Rambo. I didn't strike first blood. They did. Remember that? <laughs> um, I remember watching that. Dang, where, I remember when my mom was a huge Sylvester Stallone fan. Rest in peace. But I remember we went to the movie theaters and my mom was very loud. She loved when he was talking smack, dude. And she, you know, your moms would get so loud at the time. Like you're like, mom, mom, you know, now it's like, no one cares now. But yeah. back then you remember the the theater had to be real quiet. But I remember she was a huge fan of Rambo. I thought Rambo was dope. And you know, like, this is why I think I liked Rambo as a kid. And you wouldn't know until later how much more it made sense. But, you know, like, he's walking down. He's like an ex-vet. And he's walking down the street, and the cop is messing with him. And you're like, hey, that sounds familiar, even though he's white and the cop is white. But it sounds familiar. And, you know, back then, they probably, you know, like, people that didn't serve didn't like people that serve. You know what I mean? Because they viewed him a different way in that time period. But he kept poking the bear. And the guy was just trying to go see his friend who had died because he didn't know he had died when he went to go visit him. He had already passed away. And next thing you know, the cops chasing him. And then I think, I can't remember if he kills him or not. But then the whole police department's going after him. And he's locked up in this cave, I remember. And then, like, the, his platoon dude came in. And he was like, bro. And he's like this. We sent men. He goes, what did he say? He said Sarge or something like that. Yeah. He's all, yeah. He's all, you better get a body bag. I remember that <laughs> when he said that. I was like, oh, a body bag. But, you know, that because I think I was like, you know, like he had two franchises going. I, I thought that was the start of the the franchise. You know, it was like Rambo and Rocky, and I thought the first, you know, this, the the next three or four like were okay, but nothing beats the original one, like with my, most movies. Yeah, yeah. Brian Denny, he played that cop man, and he he did such a good job at that. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. He good he's actor. Just like a big guy, so imposing, you know, and he's like, yeah, really putting up with that. Then you know they went and took him in. They took him in for a what was it, aggravated assault or something? And then they and they stripped him down and then yeah, they yeah, him yeah. off. Mm -hmm. And then and then the one guy's like punching up. Man, they they mess with him too much. And he finally got out, sold himself a motorcycle, went into the hills, and he was out there in the woods. And it's like now you got the the man the manhunt, right? You got all these cops coming in. He started like he started slicing up little little daggers and stuff, and yeah. put them in the ground, mm -hmm. and he set all these traps. And then, you know it was like Home Alone, right? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was a fun movie. It's like, See, that's wow. why it was dope because it's you're in the Midwest. It seemed like I think it was the Midwest, yeah. And you're going, and he's like a what was he? Uh, Green Beret or something? A Green Beret, yeah. It was a Green Beret, and he he's going to the woods. <laughs> you know those dudes are jacked, you know. But as a kid, you didn't know that, right? You know, you you're, you're I think you know you. You're watching it and you're like this. You're you're like, oh man, what's he gonna do? And then he starts like hiding his camouflage, and you're like, dude, this guy's dope, dude. How you not like that movie? You know, as a kid, you know, you know, growing up, you know, it'd be I, I don't see movies like that. Why don't you remake Rambo? 
You, you know, you remake other movies. Can you remake a Rambo? You know, remake a Predator. I mean, the last Predator movie that they, The Prey, that was good because it took it back to, you know, the woods and the forest and stuff. Nothing beats that, dude. Game time in the woods, bro. Like, you have the nature, you have trees, all this stuff to hide you, and you're like, you're, that's dope. Dude, after Rambo, how bad did you guys want that knife? You know, that had the compass on the end. You open it up. Oh, and it yeah, a, it was cool. The matches, everything inside that you need. Oh, man. I had to give me one of those. Me too. Yeah. 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 I didn't even know about the matches for years. I just, <laughs> I just saw that compass on the end. That was all I needed, dude. <laughs> yeah, a little compass. It was like, you know, damn well, we ain't going to be able to find our way out anywhere. But it was just cool to have, you know what I mean? Knife little, and you'd move it around. It's like this, like, yeah, Rambo. <laughs> we'll go north. I don't I don't know what's north, but I'm going to go that way. <laughs> yeah, dude, you, I, even, I remember I even watched the Rambo cartoon. Remember they had the yeah. Rambo cartoon? Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Rambo and the Force of Freedom. <laughs> then, how many times did you guys take that red bandana and put it on your forehead, tie it up, and you're just like your Rambo? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, young black man in the hood can't be putting on a red oh. bandana. So. <laughs> well, I guess it depends <laughs> on which hood you're in. Yeah, <laughs> pass. Yeah, I'm guessing where I grew up, I didn't really put on too many bandanas either. So <laughs> that makes a lot of, you know, behind the safety of your own door. Oh man, yeah. and then the, and then there's bow and arrows. Uh, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. that compound bow, dude. I hadn't seen one of those since uh, what Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah, everything about that movie, you know, as you guys describe it, because of course I don't remember it, but <laughs> as you guys are reminding me about everything that was cool about that movie, I'm like, yeah, that movie. That's like after this episode, I'm probably gonna go watch First Blood again because yeah. it was just yeah. so cool. Like when he went into the forest. You're like, oh man, it's about to get real. <laughs> yeah, dude. You know, because you were like, those type of movies did very well for, and you know, credit to uh, Brian Dennehy, such a good actor, dude. Oh yeah. And you're like, man, this guy's a punk, dude. Yep. You know, like, he's a, he's such a punk, and you kind of want him to get his ass kicked, you know. So like, you're che- you start to cheer for Rambo, and you know, movies don't do that anymore. Where you you know. You cheer for the hero because the villain, the actor, is so good that you start to hate this dude. And he, and he was a good person, but you, you know, an actor is good when you're like, man, I can't stand this dude. You know, yeah. and that's how you know, like this guy's really killing as you know, in the part that he's doing. Yeah, it's like professional wrestling. You know, you got you've got those hills that you just love to hate, and if you have the right actor for the right part, you just love to hate him. That makes the movie so much more enjoyable when yeah. they get their just dessert. Unfortunately, all hills now turn face, but you know, it's in the movie. We didn't have to see that. So, Alfonso, what yes, is your numero uno? Or do, wait, you know what? Let's talk honorable mention. Ooh, I got a good what one. What do you got? Okay, honorable mention. I mean, we're right now we're focusing on movies, but recently <laughs> Sly Sloan came out with a TV show. All right. I heard about it. I was so I was interested in it. And then next thing you know, I hear Joe talking about it. I was like, Joe's like, you gotta watch this, you gotta watch this. And I'm like, what's it called? He's like, it's called toe sucking. I'm like, toe sucking? That's a that's a show. (laughs) No, Tulsa King. I'm like, oh, Tulsa, like Tulsa go home. Gotcha, gotcha. (laughs) So you know, oh man, that show, that show was good. That show was really good. Actually, um, Joe, you know a lot about it. You want to talk about that one? 
Yeah, it's pretty dope. It's I think we did an episode about that, if I'm not oh, mistaken, right? Oh, we did. We never did one. I thought we did. Nope. I'm surprised we never did one. Um, pretty much the rest of Stallone is like you know, like it's it's the kind of like mob type of you know show, and the 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 leader's son made a mistake and burned someone, so he took the fall for it for him, and so he goes to jail and he's in the jail for a long time. So he comes out and. He, he's expecting something. So he walks up to him like, yo, like, what, what do I get for keeping my mouth shut? You, what am I going to get? And the son, who's supposed to be the the guy that's going to take over for his dad, pretty much says, you don't get anything. And he's just like, bro, I did all this. But they go like this. Here, check this out. Go to Tulsa, <laughs> and you can do your thing there, and we won't say anything. And he's like, well, what do you mean? Tulsa's all yours. We're going to give that to you. You can do whatever you want over there. And so he was just like, whatever, dude. So he ends up going to Tulsa and there's nothing there. But the entrepreneur that this dude is, he goes and he, he walks into this weed shop and he starts asking all this stuff like, yo, who, who's your supplier? Who does this? Do you pay anybody to protect them? And the guy's just like, and it's some nerdy dude. He's like, nah, dude, like. I don't need any protection. He goes, protection with the cops and somebody else. He's like, no, I don't. So he he beats them up kind of. I think he punches them. And then he's all, I, I take this cut. But it ends up being cool because he starts to, and then he ends up getting a limo driver. Um, and then the, the guy in the weed shop, they all get together and they start to form their own stuff where they sell weed and get money and stuff like that. It's pretty dope, dude. It's pretty dope. It's, it's a good show. Then he has a, he, he ends up, Sleeping with the FBI agent, and I don't want to spoil the whole show because you guys are. If you're listening to this, you, you have to go watch the show because I don't want to spoil it. But it's so good, and even at the end where you leave it like this, ah, oh, I gotta wait. I'm just glad that you know they picked it up for a second season, but it's actually it's it's, it's really good. Dude. Yeah, it's it's your classic mob guy, you know, and sent to Tulsa, Oklahoma. It was it was ridiculous. He's like, what, you know? But you know, he got there and he did what he did, and he made things work. And next thing you know, he's got he's got he's got he's running the show. You know, he's he's sending his cut to New York the mm -hmm. way he's supposed to, right? And they're like, what? How is how is he getting us this money? You know? Yeah. And oh man, the way he he picked up, you know, the guy was his driver, right? And and he he like brought that kid up. He he brought him along with him and. You know, he give him like a stack of money. He's like, "Go get a car. Go get a car. I want this, mm -hmm. this, this, and this." And the guy goes to the dealership, and you know, you know, this young black guy, and, and the, you know, the dealership laughed him out. I'm like, "No, where'd you get this cash? There's no way. Get out of here." And they treat him like crap. So he comes back the next day in his little hoopty, and Sloan's like, "Where's the car? I told you to get." Man, they wouldn't sell me no car. So they went down, and he tore him a new one. Man, well, you know, it was great. Yeah, you know why I think I liked it so much? It's like anime. You start from nothing. Right. And then you 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 meet certain people and then you, you become you have this big old group and you start to do some stuff. Oh yeah, and the bartender too. Like he he hooks up with the bartender. Right. Like the show is just awesome. Like it's really good. Yeah. I didn't know there was gonna be a second season, but you know, I'm pretty excited about that. Um any chance to watch more toe sucking? I'm definitely down for it. So <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Double entendre. Um, yeah, I really... The thing about Tulsa King was I figured it was going to not be that good, but it's like I'm paying for Paramount Plus and I have to watch more than Star Trek. <laughs> so I might as well check out this show. And 
after the first episode, I was like, dude, like, I feel like Sylvester Stallone has always been a good actor because yeah. he was nominated for an Oscar for Rocky. Yeah. Um, but people, because he went into action and because of his, I'll say his accent or his dialect or his inflection, people always associated him with being somewhat dimwitted. But the dude's a phenomenal actor and a yeah. crazy businessman, if you think about it. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because um, they renewed it for a second season after the third episode aired. Oh. And, I'm, dude, by the third episode, you was in anyways. Yeah. yeah. That's true. And I feel like a lot of stuff on Paramount Plus struggles. So, you know, if that gets yeah. a second season, because, yeah, don't don't get invested on any show on, on Paramount Plus unless it's a <laughs> Star Trek show, because there will be no second season. So, yeah. Yeah. So, let's see here. We need to jump into our number one. Alfonso, what do you got? Number one, Rocky. Rocky, Rocky. I'm going to go with Rocky number one. I mean, all four. I don't count the fifth one. But all four Rockies were amazing. But I'm going to go with the, the original, the classic. You know, you got the you got the man who's, who's like from nothing. You know, he's, he's got nothing. He's just like, he's a street thug. He collects money for people. He does some boxing on the side. And, you know, they, they need somebody to um apollo creed needs to defend his title and they're trying to like build up his public image too so like we're, we're gonna get, give somebody a chance and nobody right so you know we'll just find somebody around random and like hey rocky balboa that sounds like a good name let's bring him up so you know it the thing was he just had so much heart he you know he was training 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 you know he he, he caught the chicken like we're talking about earlier <laughs> he had he had uh his cousin paulie or not cousin his, his friend paulie he had uh uh what was his trainer's name mick you know, old man Mick, he's in a gruff voice, like, ah, Ying, you're not hungry, Rock. You know, um, he, he, you know, he put him through some some old school training, you know, got him got him going. The thing about Rocky was he could take a hit. He could take a hit like none other. Um, he fell in love with Adrian, who was, I guess, related to, to Paulie. <laughs> and it's funny because one of my favorite scenes, they're, they're there in his apartment and, you know, they're on their first date and he's like, He's like, oh, don't worry. I'll, I'll call Paulie and let him know that you're going to stay over a little longer. And he really goes over to the window, opens the window. He's like yelling out the window. He's like, hey, Paulie, Adrian's going to stay over for a little bit. <laughs> oh, man, I love that so much. Um, but, yeah, that, that movie, you know, it showed it showed his acting skills so well because, you know, it's like, yeah, he was this thug. He was tough. He was he was big and muscular and. But you know, it's like some of the scenes that he had with Adrian. It's like the, the emotion, and when he when he you know won, or even when he, because you know, spoiler alert, he didn't actually win this fight, but he went the distance with Apollo Creed, you know, the heavyweight champ of the world, you know, somebody with tons of experience, and he went, you know, round for round with him. You know, he didn't go down, he didn't get knocked out. You know, it was a decision, and and you know, when you come from that, that that's a that's a win, you know, and and they showed that. So, I mean, what are you guys' memories of Rocky? Joe, I'll let you jump in. Yeah, I mean, like I said, well, we might as well go into my top one. It's Rocky <laughs> Three. So, for me, when I watched Rocky Three in Okinawa, I came back, and then, you know, I started watching Rocky One and Two. And after watching Rocky Three, for me, one was okay, two was better than one, but three ultimately was the best one out of all the out of the first three for me. Right. 
So, I mean, I thought it was pretty cool. Apollo Creed was dope, you know, but nothing beats Rocky Three for me. So, I mean, I enjoyed, you know, for the nostalgia of, of the Rocky series, watching one and two. I thought that was pretty cool. But, you know, for me, it's always three. Right. So, apparently, I, I didn't see Rocky One. I don't what? think. Yeah, I don't think so. Because as you guys are describing Rocky One, or you're describing it, Alfonso, I'm like, no, I don't remember any of that. <laughs> Did he chase the chicken in one or in two? I'm pretty sure he chased the chicken in every single I think one. it was, yeah. But I want to say it started in one. Right. Okay. That was... Uh, and then you know he did that famous run in Philadelphia where he you know he's running and everybody's running with him you know he's running up the the stairs and if I at the end he's like yeah, you know because he he did it you know I did it. <laughs> but, no, was uh, that was that in one or two? That was in one. Okay. Yeah, and then you see, I mean, it's I I kind of had the same issue like when I was young. It's like anytime I try to talk about it, I remember it. It was like one and two blurred together so well. Because I, I I remember I got the collection of VHS finally. And so I'm like, I'm going to go back and watch it myself again. And then one, you know, he fought Apollo. He, um, yeah, he, there was a tie. And then in two, he fought Apollo in one, right? He won the championship. And then in three, Mick died. So Apollo trained him to fight Clubber Lang. And he's like, he's like, mm. <laughs> he's like come over here. I'll, I'll show you what a real, a real man is. Um, I'm sorry, I got my Mr. G impression almost got lost with the, the Eddie Murphy one where he's like, mm, Look at my finding them jeans, boy. <laughs> but, um, well, there you go. <laughs> so, three, yeah, three was really good. That, that, you know, that holds a lot of good memories for me because Mr. T, BA Baracus, you know, he was also, you know, he started doing WWE. You know, oh, you also had Clubber, not Clubber Lane, you had um, Thunder Lips in Rocky Three. There was an exhibition bout with Rocky against Thunderlips, who was none other than Hulk Hogan, right? It was wrestling versus boxing. You know, Rocky thinks he's going to go in there and just throw a few jabs, you know, do some little footwork. And next thing you know, he's getting picked up and thrown around by Hulk Hogan. And he's like, hey, I thought this was just an exhibition for charity. And so, like, he rips off his gloves and he's just beating the crap out of him. And then finally they're like, oh, he's like, good job, good job. And I guess that's how I, Mr. T and uh, Hulk Hogan got mixed, you know, mixed up and started going with uh, that in the WrestleMania one or two. Got to be two. Yeah, I think it was two. Yeah. So the thing about the Rocky movies is, I feel like they got cartoonish at three. You know, like <laughs> the first, the first one and two, they were serious movies, but then three got cartoonish, and then. Four, he kind of became that superhero, right? You know, and then five, they tried to get back to be a more serious and failed. Apparently, no one <laughs> likes five. Yeah, four was four was amazing though. I, I mean, yeah, they made him a superhero, right? Um, they they made it to where he was almost like Apollo Creed, where he was ducking all the all the big names and just trying to you know chalk up the wins. And next thing you know, Apollo's like, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to fight this Russian guy in an exhibition match," and you know, Ivan Drago comes in and he just kills him kills apollo so you know of course rocky's got to avenge him so he goes to russia he has this training montage where you know he's he's lifting everything through the snow running through the snow and then you know they're fighting everybody's like you know they're 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 all chanting drago drago and then they get to see rocky's heart and the next thing you know even the russian people are you know chanting rocky rocky and man it was, it was cool the way the dynamic with the way he turned the crowd on that bro let, let, let's rewind a bit bro 
How are you going to say Rocky Three is cartoony? Do you even remember the movie? As a matter of fact, I do. Shots Bro, his trainer dies. And you're like, dude, how's he going to train, bro? You know? And then I remember this little kid, dude. He's like, hey, man, I pity the fool. I pity the fool. It's like a little white kid running out. I pity the fool. And I remember he used to hit. Remember in the neighborhood, they had those little um, random containers. I think they were generators, I guess. Like in the middle of like. I used to live oh, yeah. on base. They'd be he. I pity the fall, man. He hit the thing. I'm like, bro, you're not clever, lane, bro. We just some little kid, man. But he, you know, he, you know, and um, yo, and then and then he gets trained by Apollo and his trainer, bro. Like, dude, it's dope, dude. And he's all, there's no tomorrow, Rocky. There's no tomorrow. How's that cartoony, bro? Like he he ain't doing it, bro. He's running on the beach. He can't do it. He gives up. And Apollo gives that dope speech. There is no tomorrow. And he's looking at himself in the mirror, bro. That's not cartoony, bro. That's motivation, bro. That's eye of the tiger, little <laughs> homie. Like, that is not cartoony, bro. You're crazy. You're crazy. Wow. Wow, I think I this is like... like, but the fact that Rocky, the white guy, beat him in a race, that's like... <laughs> <laughs> I felt like, like I said, that's when he became a superhero, so to speak. Like, yeah. it felt like his, his abilities, like, they just became very like superhero-y, you know, like invincible, so to speak, you know, where he always finds a way to like overcome. And yeah, I can say it was emotional when Mick died, but it, yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. But, but, but dude, he got trained, bro. He got trained to be that good. Apollo trained him to be better than himself. He trained him. He didn't just become a superhero. I didn't, I didn't interrupt you, so I'm gonna keep going. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the, uh, like the Mr. T character, the Clubber Lane character, was just, he was just a big goofy. Like, I felt like he was a character in like a video game, like he was the final boss, so to speak. He just felt like he wasn't a real person. Like he was like, take Muhammad Ali, make him really mean. And then crank him up to a 10. I felt like that's what they did. He was over the top, very cartoony. Was the movie enjoyable? Yeah. But I felt like it was a little bit too unrealistic. Go ahead. For that time, a very aggressive boxer for someone that's not, it was good for that time period. I mean, you could watch it now and say that. But I think back then it fit the movie really well. Because... Him being aggressive like that put fear in Rocky, and that's something that he's never ever felt before. So if you look at one and two, he had an attitude of "I have nothing to lose" in the first two movies. Now Rocky three, he loses his manager, so that's loss, and then he gets his butt kicked, that's another loss, and so he's dealing with fear and emotion that he used to have much stronger in Eye of the Tiger, which you know, like the name of the song, which Apollo says, "When you beat me, you had that look." You don't have that look no more. And we need to get that look back. And so that's why he took him back to the old training grounds where he trained at. Because he's, he's oh, you need to remember what it's like to start from the beginning. Then he comes in and kicks that ass. I can, I can see your point that for its time period, all the characters tended to be more one-dimensional. Like, hey, I'm an angry black guy. I'm muscular. But 
I understand what you're saying for its time period. It fit the time period. It was a great villain for his time period. But as I look back, it's like that turned into Drago, the super Russian who was the only difference between Drago and clever Lang was he was a big white guy who couldn't speak English very well compared to a big black guy who, who talks now. If he dies, he dies. Yeah. You know, I didn't, I, I, you know, the kid, I thought that was okay movie, but what I didn't like is Apollo going out like that. Oh, you know, because like, too. even yeah. though a, Apollo trained Rocky, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want him to die like that. I thought that was kind of dumb. You know, you know, especially at the end of Rocky Three, where they says, "Dang, dang," you know, and then they, and they do a little thing, and they both fight South Paul, and then they, you know, they go in and knock each other out. Mm-hmm. That was dope because you know, even though he trained Sylvester Stallone to be better, I always thought they were like evenly matched, mm-hmm. and Apollo was just dope, dude. And then like for him, they're like. Throw in the towel. <laughs> throw in the towel. And they wouldn't throw in the towel, bro. I'm sorry, bro. Uh, you can yell at me later, Dukes. I'm going to throw in the towel, bro. You can get mad at me all you want, bro. <laughs> you can get mad at me when we go eat some dinner, bro. You can tell me, hey, Joe, you remember that time you threw in that towel? Yeah, right. I did, buddy. How was that steak? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, so both of you guys are number one. You pick Rocky movies. Yeah. So I went because I don't remember any of the Rocky movies, and I think like one of the more recent uh, Sylvester Stallone movies that I thoroughly enjoyed and was surprised by was Samaritan. Oh yeah. So I'm putting Samaritan in my number one. It was predictable, mm-hmm. but it was fun. Yeah. You know, and and I said cartoony for you know Rocky three and four. But this movie was also very cartoony, but I thought the story, as far as, you know, he's like this retired hero and he meets this kid. It's just like, it's, it's like check all the boxes with a generic story, but it works really well. Mm-hmm. And the special effects were good because it was an Amazon movie during the pandemic, yeah. during quarantine. It was just a good movie all around. And I think Joe told me they're making a sequel. Oh, nice. Joe's being quiet. He's like, I never told you that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, is there a sequel? Did I say that? I'll be saying a lot of stuff, bro. <laughs> I hope it gets a sequel. It's pretty good, dude. You know, like, spoiler alert. You know, I, I think we did a pod on that one. I want to say, we did. We did. um, but yeah, dude. Like, you find out, like, yeah, it's predictable, but you knew it was coming. But at the same time, when they did it, it was so like, ooh, you know, it wasn't like this. Man, man, these movies are so predictable, dude. Yeah. It wasn't like that, you know. Even though you knew, you know, it ended up being like he's his, the brother that actually lived, the villain, and you know now he's perplexed with trying to be the hero that his brother once was. It's dope, dude. You know, Sylvester so Stallone does a good little the cliches and makes them pretty good. You know, it's like you've seen it before, but you're like, oh, you know, you do pretty good with that, except for Expendable Four. <laughs> I didn't enjoy that one. Uh, he was hardly in it, so that makes sense. Yeah, he was in that movie for like ten minutes. He knew what he knew what it was about. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember reading somewhere like something like that. I can't remember why he did it, but it just shows like if he's not in it, bro, ain't no one trying to watch Expendable Fours, bro. Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So yeah, Samaritan. That is my number one, and I really enjoyed it. I can't wait for the sequel. 
anyone who didn't listen to the first time we did the Samaritan broadcast, I'm telling you, you need to check it out and watch the Samaritan because it's an awesome show or movie. You can find it on Amazon. Uh, Y'all paying for Prime anyway, so go ahead and watch the movie. It is in the works of the sequel. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, man, I, I have to say I'm not the biggest. I'm a bigger fan of Sylvester Stallone now than I was when he was in his heyday. But he's definitely an actor that has not reinvented himself, but stayed relevant when a lot of his contemporaries fell off. So he's pretty, pretty awesome for that. Yeah. I think that you know what let's let's revisit that revisit that off do you like him better now than back in the day no i i liked him better back in the day but i do like the fact that he he was able to bring up his relevance again with the expendables i mean that was such a great idea for a comeback you know Mm -hmm. what about you yeah because tosa king like i can see alan's point i really like tosa's king yeah, and I think he's so good, and and he's good with the Samaritan. Right. You know, like I'd be okay if they make a Samaritan. You know, when they do make it, I'll be okay. I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah. You know what, dude? Well, I mean, I do like. I mean, I have a top three. I do enjoy it for that time. Right. But and the Tosa King is just so good. So I'm well, like, it is, man. here's here's the thing. Those, know, those are good movies. You know, the Tosa King is, is it's an amazing show. It's it's up there with Breaking Bad, in my opinion. You know. You've got you've got Samaritan, which is a great movie. You know they, they you know with with the budget they had, they did they did really well. But Rocky and Rambo are iconic. You know what I mean? Tulsa King's not iconic. These two movies, Rocky and Rambo alone, that just they're just like the foundation of action movies. You're 100 percent correct, but I feel like the landscape was a lot different back then. Oh yeah, it's like it's like mm-hmm. sometimes we look at our kids, and our kids have so many different things that they can use to consume media. You know, there's like a million different channels. There's YouTube. There's TikTok. So it was a lot easier to be iconic and completely take over the public consciousness when all you had was three channels. Because I was poor, I didn't have cable. All <laughs> you had was three channels and a movie that came out every week. And you guys remember there there were no like big, like movie plexes. It was like, maybe you had like five, like five different movies playing at once. So it wasn't like, it wasn't the same as it is now, but I agree. Iconic. Absolutely. Like huge. And there's no comparison as far as the success and the impact on overall just media but i feel like now there's just a lot more competition for the public's attention true yeah all i gotta say is back yeah, in mean, my day <laughs> i mean Go i ahead. could you know Michael jordan back in the day is dope Michael jordan and the washington wizards i didn't care for <laughs> you know so Sylvester so Stallone, i liked him back in the day and now i'm liking him even more so you know, and they're both iconic. Excellent point. And this concludes this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast. So until next time, ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, I am NWO. We are NWO. Nerds redefined. Booyah!